Peace, family. Welcome to another installment of 30 Talk. I am your host, Him Not Them. As always, I want to give a shout out to the ancestors, the elders, listeners, likers, and subscribers. Can't show the hate, no love. As always, drink your water, eat your greens. We are here, we are live, and we are in full effect. That was the sounds of Big Crit, dreaming. I remember when I first heard this mixtape. This was Return of Forever. And I was in my... Uh, my on-campus apartment jump in the Ville. And I was in my room, you know what I'm saying, doing my little internet thing. And I was on live mixtapes. And I was like, I heard Big Crit before. That's my man that sound like Pimp C. He be going in a little bit. My man put me on. Shout out my man Deontay. He just had a baby girl not too long ago. Hope he doing well. And I was like, let me get this man Big Crit a, let me give him a spin. You feel me? And he came out swinging. And then once I learned that he did his own percussion, uh, his own beats and shit, I was like, oh, yeah, this is my man. And ever since then, I've been a loyal fan. That was in 2011. So shout out Big Crit. And, um, yeah, he has some energy. He definitely has some a lot of great music since then. I might try to play one or two more songs before we uh, close out this evening. But what it is, good family, we are here. It's been some time. I know the school year was winding down, is winding down. And, you know, I got to handle the responsibilities. Got to keep the lights on. You feel me? Nonetheless, we still have a responsibility here. We still have a conversation that needs to be had here. And I want to always, you know, drop them, drop these installments in a timely manner. But also make sure that it's um, some substance on here. You get what I'm saying? I don't just want to push it out there and it's rushed and it doesn't sound well. And the conversation doesn't go in the manner that I feel as though it should at least for it to be resonated across the board. You feel what I'm saying? What I mean by across the board is just so everybody can take something from it and we can all grow. I was, um, not too long ago, I ran into an OG, an older gentleman, and I asked him, I ask people, when I have conversations with people in public, I always like ask the same question because I like perspective. I like, I like hearing other people's perspective going into what tonight's conversation is going to be about. And listening to what other people have to say, especially when it's worth listening to and they have something worth saying, I cherish that. And I, I put it in my mental Rolodex and I always want to be able to go back to that thought of that individual if I have a question that needs to be answered. And this older gentleman, I could put his name out there, and um, we was chatting it up, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, man, where do we start as far as getting people to have these types of conversations on a grander scale? You know what I'm saying? And he was like, us as a melanated community, we have to learn how to communicate. And I was like, <laughs> it was mind blowing. I ain't gonna hold you. And ever since I had the conversation with him, I've been having that same conversation for the last couple weeks since um, since our last installment, A Hero's Journey. Check it out. Um, we have to learn how to communicate and and raise the level of communication as well. You feel what I'm saying like. We often find ourselves, you know, 
beating around the bush. That's because we lack communication skills in, in certain areas. And with communication comes maturity because we can always be the loudest one in the room. You know, we always we can be the individual that doesn't allow anyone else to speak. You know, we can be the individual that let the information go in one ear and out the other. You know what I'm saying? That shows our levels of maturity. And, you know, if we lack maturity, of course, we're going to lack the ability to communicate effectively. So here at 30 Talk, we're all about solutions. If we're going to grow as a community, we have to work on our communication skills. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, it's easier said than done, just like anything that we talk about here. But if we want it bad enough, we will strive. Um, with the communication aspect, I really want people to understand that it's okay to ask questions. It's okay to be unsure. A lot of times we, we a lot of times we rely too much on our emotion instead of our rationale. That's because we're scared to communicate when we don't know anything. We're scared that somebody's gonna have a one up on us or a leg up on us. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, nah. If if I wanna have a leg up on anybody or any entity, I have to rely on myself first. You see me. So I think for the most part, communication falls on the individual, but we have to practice communication in order to get better at it. And we can't talk to ourselves because, you know, you'll sound right talking to yourself all day. It's not until somebody challenges you or pushes your way of thinking that communication is growing. Your communication skills is growing, but your personal growth is, I mean, your personal well-being is growing as well. I teach health, obviously, and when we talk about health, there's multiple Areas, avenues with health, mental, spiritual, emotional, environmental, physical, you know what I'm saying, all that. But the well-being is all of those put together. So if we want to help or, you know, nurture our overall well-being, being able to communicate effectively is one way of going about it. And the second part of that conversation, I know I'm going off on a ramble, but just, just roll with me, you know what I'm saying? It's been a while, let's have a conversation. If you want to get in contact with me, him underscore not underscore them on the IG. I was also talking to my good people this week about um, good habits and bad habits, you know? And what we were discussing or conversing or conversating about, I never know which one's the right word. It's one of them. <laughs> conversing or conversating. It's one of them. And I, I asked, I, I posed the question, excuse me, Mm, that stuff, salmon. Mm. <laughs> I posed the question, why is it easy for us to develop bad habits but work so hard to create good habits? And the conversation just, I'm not going to say run amok because we was definitely on a wave. We was on a frequency that was quite damaging <laughs> to anybody that wasn't, you know what I'm saying, on that station. But I feel as though we, we, we create bad habits, bad habits because it's easy to get into them. If we really got to work hard for something, if we have to put our best foot forward, mm, we're going to come up with excuses. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like, we will find a million, a million and one excuses on why we shouldn't do it, but don't have any excuses on why we did or made a, a rash decision or a brash decision, something that we didn't really sit and think about. And then now that we're in this, we, we, like, we like that state, so we're going to continue to do it and do it and do it. So it's like... In a sense, bad habits are easy to get into. Good habits are difficult to create. You know, 
And when I thought about it like that, I was like, okay, so what should I put myself in? You feel what I'm saying? Or what should what should I surround myself with? You understand? If I'm constantly making these types of decisions that requires me to rely on bad habits, I have to look what I'm surrounding myself with or putting myself into, <laughs> whatever the case may be. And these were the conversations that led up to this installment. And I really feel as though that we have an opportunity to create better habits, not just, not just necessarily good ones. Let's just get better at it. Let's get better at denying our impulses, our negative impulses. You see what I'm saying? Like, let's sit and think about it for a second. It's okay to use our brain. You feel me? We want to look cute on the outside. We want to, we want to uh, visually present ourselves, right? But we don't want to work on the inside. We don't want to work on what makes us tick. What can give us a better understanding of what's in front of us? And it's like, I know, well, I do know. I feel as though that if we really want these strides to be made, we have to start relying on ourselves. And it's okay to do that. It is okay to do that. On the other side of this break, I'm going to continue this free rant. Keeping that crit vibe mm, keeping that crip vibe alive. Excuse me for stumbling. Rem. Told y'all, man, he, he got something for us. You feel me? Information, quality music, and good percussion. I can't, that's that's my lane right there. That's what I like. Big crit, rem. So going into the break, I wanted to talk about, I want to talk about, mm, excuse me, I'm just so jubilated, good people. I apologize. Before I let the rest of this installment play out, I want to introduce the family to a book, The Color of Law, by Richard Rothstein. Yes, he's a Jewish man, a white Jewish man, but he has information presented in a manner that can help elevate the minds and the spirits of the melanated people. And when I picked up this book, I got it from Bus Boys and Poets, and I was in there on a little happy hour day, and I was like, let me breeze the book section, because I always try to pick up at least one book every other time I go, you know, because it's always just something good to read. I always try to encourage the family to find a lane and run with it, any type of information, especially information that can help us grow. And this individual in particular, Richard Rothstein's The Color of Law, he's talking about redlining. The forgotten history of how our government how our government segregated America. And he breaks the information down 
you know, he breaks it down. And I just want to go over a few notes that I have right here. I'm just going to read it. And I just want the family to understand that this shit is, this shit is happening. It is, it's happening right now. Public housing was created for middle class and working class white families. When melanated families begin to move in with white move in, the white families moved out, making it an all black neighborhood. All right. So when you talk about public housing and you talk about all these areas where we call the hood now, they were originally created for white people, you know, and the reason why this is important, because we have gentrification going on in, our, in the chocolate city right now, you know, and the, the crazy thing about it is that we don't even know how it came about, nor do we care. You know what I'm saying? Because if we don't have an understanding of our history, we won't have an understanding of the game being played today. Because in 1973, Richard Nixon announced that public housing shouldn't be forced on white communities. Famously noted that public housing was monstrous, was a monstrous, depressing, a rundown, and overcrowded and crime-written crime place. This is in 1973. This is after they realized that, okay, we want to have them over here. You feel what I'm saying? Keep, keep those Negroes over there. And this book, The Color of Law, has a lot of other information like that. I have one more piece of information I want to share with the family because I don't want to give it away just, just now. Well, not too much of the information because I'm working on an installment with this information in particular. And I just wanted to talk about these two quick dates because... I think, you know, it gives, it leaves room for conversation, right? Excuse me as you hear me flipping through these papers. Um, in 1991, it was a case in Warren County, North Carolina. The population was half black and half white. But the three counties, the three county landfills were only in the black communities. When another project was to be when another project was to be in the white neighborhood, they protested and the permit it was rejected. When another of these pollution plants was projected to be in the melanated community, the residents protested, but the county still went through with their decision. This was in 1991. Because what they also started doing was putting all the landfills, in the landfills, I mean, where they put the trash, in the melanated communities. You know, they put all the houses in the melanated communities next to the railroad tracks where the property value goes down, all right? So when we speak about redlining and we speak about where we stand and where we sit as a community, we have to understand that the opposition has strategically put us in these positions and it wasn't by happenstance. And I want the family to understand that if we want to, you know, shoot each other and kill each other for the blocks that we rep, at least let's all come together as one neighborhood because a lot of times when we have these neighborhood beefs and stuff it'd be a five block radius you guys go to the neighborhoods they're beefing go to the same corner store they go to the same gas station to buy roll-ups and shit you understand what i'm saying because we don't understand the value of the property that we have we're fighting for little pieces or little territories of of this quote-unquote project or this hood you feel me and I don't want to go too much into it because, like I said, I'm working on an installment where we're going to talk about this fully. But I want the family to look into the book, The Color of Law. And it's definitely something worth, it's definitely something worth reading. A very easy read. It's not, you know, dropping hella, hella smart words. I don't want to, I hate sounding like that, but you know how individuals get when we try to relay 
a level of information. They don't want to be challenged too much, so they want to take baby steps. And this book isn't necessarily a baby step book, but it's a it's an eye opener. It's a conversation starter. And hopefully I started it with just those two quotes, one from Richard Nixon and one about the Warren County case in North Carolina. Just look into redlining, you know, look into that information. See, see, see what the opposition is doing out here. You feel what I'm saying? And I just want to leave that there. On the other side of this break, once you hear the song, you're going to hear the last part of this installment. It was it was a recording of me and my co-workers after work on a Friday at the school I worked at. We have half day Fridays where the kids leave at 12 o'clock, but we have to stay. So everybody was in my room during the lunch hour and we was having great conversation. And I was like, man, we, we got to record this. I got to put this. I got to let the family hear this. So I let everybody know that they were being recorded. And this is just a piece of the conversation that you guys will hear. And in this conversation, I, I posed the question, where do we start? You know, and when we talk about delivering this information, when we talk about, you know, raising the level of consciousness in our community, it has to be a starting point. And this conversation, just a piece that you guys will hear, well, this piece in particular, you will hear our conversation. And these are three individuals that I trust, right? These are three individuals that I do go to when I have questions that I feel that needs to be answered in a manner worth answering, not just spilling information. Not just spilling information, but just giving me opinion. Excuse me, having facts, you know, having having a sense of pride in what we're talking about. Like, I need those types of responses. And the individual's voices that you'll hear will convey that. And I also want people to understand that it's okay to have conversations with people that challenge your way of thinking. Steel sharpens steel. You feel me? And I want I want the family to do that. So um, this is King's Blues, Big Crit. Excuse the helicopter. <laughs> um, yes, King's Blues, Big Crit. And if you really want to have this conversation with me, you got to sharpen my steel. Ancestors, our comedics, I use comedic science and stuff like that, but there's other terms they could use. Mm -hmm. Everything, like, that's why there was no such thing as words. Everything was depicted through illustration. Mm -hmm. It wasn't until the Caucasian came around that they burnt our scribes so they could put their 
our expressions into words, leaving out certain ideas. That's why we think Buddha's the fat man, that he had little shits in his head, but it wasn't little shits, it was Bantu nice. Only Negroes was rocking that, you see what I'm saying? Or the so-called Negro. So it's like, going to the original question, where do, you teach, where do you start to teach people? Because if we can go down the list of Buddha and learn all this shit that goes to black, we can go down the list of all this religion aspects that goes back to black, where do you start to teach somebody the origin of whatever? I think you need to teach somebody how to, like you said, seek information. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. You can't teach nobody that doesn't really want to, um, I guess, learn or receive the information. Right. And I think we live in a society where maybe we're getting better at it, but I think for the most part, a lot of people, new information makes you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, sure. I think like religion is comfort food for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Certain messages. Yes, yeah, some a lot of shit is, is comforting. So to, to go against that, it makes me or makes them uncomfortable. Right. And then to present a whole idea that everything that makes me comfortable and is comforting to me is false. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what what the fuck are you trying yes. to tell me? And then you want to unlearn me and teach me something. You know what I'm saying? So I think mm -hmm. first, before we can even talk about teaching somebody, we need to get people into a, a mindset to just be accepting or just at least acknowledge that um, this isn't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't all there is more that there is to learn. And then when you have the openness, then you can move forward. Nobody had a lot of people don't have the openness to learn because they don't want to know. This is why, like you say, people who continue to push these stories in the Bible when they know that, you know, some they don't really line up. It's It makes them feel comfortable because that's what I was told. That's what my mom's mom was told. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just, I'm just it's a whole... Yeah. I don't know. I'll say this much. <clears throat> God was like, this days, well, if you had all the stuff to say about your about the Bible, why don't you throw yours away? I told him, man, I would never throw away my Bible. So that would be foolish. Fact. All right? Because there are things that's in the Bible that you can live by. Right? Mm -hmm. But when it starts getting all into all the mythos, the mythology of it, mm -hmm. I can do without that. Because... That's just alluding to something else. Mm -hmm. It's an allegory. Okay? But in every allegory, there is some lesson to be learned in it. Yeah, I agree. Okay? I agree. So what I need to do is learn how to, to read. Trans <laughs> okay, <what's that? laughs> translate, translate what I'm observing, mm -hmm. right? And apply it. That's okay? But the harder part, the hardest part is interpreting. And no, I think the hardest part is applying. But no, the hardest part won't be applying it because a lot of that is you already. I think once you tell somebody what the truth is, it's up to them to apply that X, Y, and Z. Let me ask you. I can interpret once I get this while it's fresh in my head. I can interpret what I read and know that it's false. Mm -hmm. But the minute that I know that it's me, once I know that I'm the Jesus that they talking about, that I'm the Moses that they talk about. Now I got the presence of Jesus and Moses on my shoulder because what did Jesus and Moses do in the Bible? Moses freed the people. Jesus died for the people. Mm -hmm. Nobody going to die for the people these days. Mm -hmm. People ain't even living for themselves. Right. So I can interpret, interpret what I read and be like, damn, I feel great that I know I came from this great lineage mm -hmm. until it came for me to put my stake or put my chapter in that book. So you need to sacrifice yourself. Huh? Yeah. I saw you said nobody would die for the people nowadays. Not a large percentage. Nah, but it wasn't a large percentage back then either. But the way that the information is presented, you would think that you got you got Jonas, Noah, this person, that person, that person, that person. There's a there's a long list of biblical characters that sacrificed themselves, David, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Paul, Saul, all of them did something great. So you say, Oh, that's me? That that could be me? Let me share something with you. 
Nary one of them did shit for the people. Read their stories again. All of the stories that's in the Bible when it were their personal experience and they're coming into light and when that's still their personal experience. Moses ain't give a shit about the people. He said, Think about people what go. happened with Moses. Moses killed an Egyptian because he was beating on his person because he was um, told certain things. So he killed this dude. He rolls out. Right? But then he gets the message from whoever that says he to go goes back up and free. around this bush mm -hmm. after being around his wife's people. Mm -hmm. Okay? Then he goes up into this bush and his wife's people is like, yo, that's been there. God has always been up there. Right? He goes up there. He has an experience. He comes back. Now he wants to be a hero of his people. I guess that kind of, I feel as though it kind of made my point a little bit that he got the call to adventure, and he wanted to go back to save the people. There's no, once somebody gets enlightened, mm -hmm. they might keep that enlightenment and hoard it for themselves and make sure that they shine it. Mm -hmm. Instead of taking that same light and putting in enough, another light bulb in somebody else so we can have a, co a collective of light. You see what I'm saying? I hate So in a sense, there's not a lot of people that's gonna to wanna to take a piece of, it took me 20 years to get this light. You want me to split it in half with you motherfuckers? Okay. Hell no. Well, let me ask you a question. If you, were a rich person. You're only rich if there's other people, other people there to witness that you're rich. Mm -hmm. oh, you're only wealthy because there's other people that are saying that you're wealthy. You, because show. what you have don't mean shit to them, then what you have don't mean shit. But they put the value on what you got. Yeah. Okay? So what I'm saying to you is when Moses goes back into Egypt, you remember his, his mom's is still, well, his, his mom's is still there. His brother Aaron is still there. Mm -hmm, his mm -hmm. sister, sister is still there. Yeah, because that's the one that recognizes him. Right. So, man, he needs to go back there because there's certain things that's missing in his life. But it's still about Moses. But is he's it? an example. I, he's I, an example. I, I, guess what, I guess I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And, like, what I see is, like, if the chosen one. Let's use that. That's how it's hate typically chosen. And yeah, I hate it because we talked about that. I hate it, too. Like, You're chosen to do something. But I no one's the chosen word. one because to by his who? point, we are chosen to do by something. who? Nobody's the chosen one. We are all chosen. Right. Though. But by who? Because so when they when they put it in, in that type of arena, mm -hmm. who's the chosen? When the Jews say we're the chosen one of God, mm -hmm. so based on what? Based because on say, the brothers, what the brothers split. The brothers. Oh, no, no. If you, <laughs> if you say, well, we're chosen based on, um, by God because what we do and what we did. Well, dude, hold up. Y'all sacrificed kids, too. Okay? Y'all did all the same kind of crazy shit that everybody else was doing in Earth. Okay? So, when they put their child on the, on the altar of Moloch, y'all did it, too. Whose father was making the was making the, uh, uh, statues? It was Abraham's father that was making the statues. Mm -hmm. He questions his dad, yo, what power does that have? Okay, so again, when they start saying this word chosen, man, is a word that I think that we need to either refashion it or take the fuck out of our vocabulary. Eradicate, yeah. Okay, you don't like the word? I hate that word. <laughs> chosen people. Nah, the only people I, if they say, well, we're tight with God because we were with God longer because we were the first creation of God, then I can accept that. Okay, because me and my oldest son is tight. Why not? Because I love him more than I love the rest of my kids. 
But I know him more because he's older. He knows me more because he's been with me longest. You see what I'm saying? So you'd rather be the, not rather, you say you'd rather the, the first or the eldest rather than the, first, the chosen? The firstborn. Firstborn. And if you look at reading the Apocrypha, and when it says that, it says something about the firstborn. When he's talking about the, the Israelites, he's talking about them as the firstborn. Now we know uh, that can be challenged. So, yeah, I want to be careful too. I know Jews. Jews are, I don't say chosen, chosen but Jews are blessed. Period. Wow. Which who? Okay, that was about to be my question. Wow. And your it's all humble opinion. Don't know, okay. I don't know why. I, why, I mean. What gave you that impression? <laughs> I mean, so if you're gonna spin off the whole chosen, right? And I mean, Jews are are, are wealthy. You know, they mm -hmm. are wealthy. They they prosper in everything that they do. Why? <coughs> ordained, I don't know. God ordained it. I don't know why. Okay, let's let's, <laughs> let's say this. Let's say this. Maybe they are prosperous because they stick to their code. Let's say that, and, and, and I, to, to cut you off, mm -hmm. they are, and they were the first. Like you said, they've been with God longer. So no. they, 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 and they also, they also turned their back on God, and they paid the price for that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now this is part They're of the ready. narrative. I'm about to say, yeah. yeah, part of the story that says that. Okay, <laughs> but, 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 but it's not just a story that says like you can see it. Whether it's biblical history, secular history, we have the proof of it. You know what I'm saying? We can, we can bring this up. Hold on. Mm -hmm. you, you said secular history, we have proof of it? I don't yeah. agree. I don't think I agree either, but. When I say secular history, we have proof of Jews being. Come on, look at the Holocaust. Prosperous? No. The, oh, the, 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 the latter. The, we, they, they paid the price for turning away from God. Hold on, but then to, to just play devil's advocate, why the fuck we ain't prospering yet? We ain't turning our back on nothing yet, and we still struggling. Ain't prospering nothing yet. Okay. So when we think, well, I got you. So when we think about theoretically, if you're saying that Jews been around the the so-called white Jews been around, but the Jews that you're referring to right now, the white Jews, because typically right. we are supposed to be the Jews historically when they talk about God's quote unquote chosen people. If you read it. Based on how it's based on how it's written, okay. But not knowing that if you read it without putting a white face to it, and you look at the characteristics that they're describing, they're not describing the Holocaust victims. They're describing the victims of the diaspora because the planet is majority melanated. Mm -hmm. So when you talk about anybody being chosen and anybody being first, it can't be the white people because the brown came before the white. So that's one fact that can go into all these theoretics. So when we have to go into my original point again, if we want to teach somebody something in order for them to learn, we got to teach them the facts. Regardless if it goes against the theoretics, theoretics as long as it goes against the mythos or the, the, all this other shit, facts is going to remain regardless if you like it or not. I right, hear the thing though. We got to first find out ourselves. We got to yourself then first. After we find out ourselves, we have to more or less agree. Got to go Okay, so that code, we have to agree on some type of code so we can go forth from that, all right? Because we can sit back there. Right now, everyone's story sounds great. You know why it sounds great? Because we don't fucking know. So everybody's giving all these different theories, these different philosophies. Yeah, this, that, that, no, it sounds good. Mm -hmm. Okay, back to the Jewish thing. First and foremost and whatnot, the Jews weren't the ones that the promise was made to. Who got made the promise? 
God made a promise to the Hebrews. The Jews are everyone that comes out of the house of Judah. That's one of the tribes. But that particular lineage is picked up over in Europe, <coughs> right? By the Ashkenazis, they come back and say, well, look, since you're warring against each other, we're not fucking with neither one of them. We're going to get with the religion that came before both of y'all. So the Christians and the Muslims are warring. The Ashkenazis said, we're going to become Jews. Okay? They take on that. They become, they were already had money. They already had money. Okay? They keep on with this thing. Eventually, they more or less become the main ones. So when I, when I say they become the main ones, it's saying that history records them as being the original. It starts with them. Their right. history starts, the history starts with them. Right. Okay? If you read some 